he had no desire to plant himself on either of these households, and had not even bothered to acquaint either parent with his recent experiences. He had never enjoyed much affection from his father or mother. He was an only child, and he had felt from an early age that he had been an unwanted addition to a partnership that was gradually breaking down. The wonder to his way of thinking was that it had lasted as long as it had. So when Gray suggested that they should spend their leave together in the capital city, he was all in favour of the idea. And so it was settled. They managed to find accommodation at a YMCA hostel, which is a lot cheaper than any hotel would have been, and in the event, they were to need it for only one night anyway. It was Gray's suggestion on their first morning, in these well-remembered surroundings, that they should pay a call on their old workplace, the offices of Apex Insurance. Drake suspected that he wanted to show himself off in his naval uniform, and maybe tell the tale of the sinking of the SS Dangate. And to tell the truth, he himself was not averse to something of the kind as well. They had had a bit of a hero's send-off on their departure. Now they felt that they were returning as real heroes, and reveling in the experience. So they went along to the Apex building, and their reception was all that could have been hoped for, especially among the girls. As Gray remarked later, it was almost worthwhile going through the nasty part in order to enjoy the nice part later. And it did not end there. Gray's charm seemed to be as powerful as ever, and maybe more so in his sailor's gear. The result was that two of the most attractive of the girls were persuaded without much difficulty to meet the two heroes when they finished work for an evening on the town. Their names were Penny Rawlings and Gillian Brown. Penny was a blonde, tall and slender, and it almost went without saying that she would be Gray's partner. Gillian was a brunette, and not so eye-catching as the other girl. Drake was not sure whether she would have preferred to be with Gray, and only took him as second best, because she knew she could not compete with the blonde, but she seemed happy enough to accept the situation as it was, so maybe she would have picked him anyway. He, for his part, was happy enough with the arrangement. He liked brunettes, especially those as pretty as this one. She had a slightly turned-up nose, and the most attractive eyes set rather widely apart. It was the eyes that really caught him. Though the whole ensemble was just right as far as he was concerned. And that included the voice. Too often in his experience, the voice could ruin everything, but not in this case. He could not remember having seen her during his time at Apex, and he surely would have remembered, so perhaps she had joined the company after he and Gray had left. Somebody had to do their jobs while they were away. She told him when he asked, that this was indeed the case. She had been with Apex for only six months. She also said that she did not expect to be there for very long anyway. How come? Drake asked. Oh, I expect I'll join one of the services and do my duty for king and country. Maybe the WAF. You'd like that? It'd be more interesting, wouldn't it? He pictured her in uniform and thought it would suit her very well. But of course... She would have looked good in anything, or nothing at all. Now there was a thought. That first evening they finished up in a bar in the West End, and they had all had rather a lot to drink, 
when the girls said it was time they were going home, which apparently was a flat they shared in East Finchley, a place Drake had never been to. We'll go with you, Gray said. They wouldn't hear of it. It's a long way. And then you'd have that journey back to the YMCA hostel you're staying at. No matter, Gray said. It isn't safe for two young ladies like you to travel around unescorted at this time of night, in the blackout and all. We've got to see you safely home. What do you say, Eddie? Sure thing, Drake said. He was not going to argue with Gray on a point like this. So the girls gave in, as maybe they had intended to do all along, and they found their way to the Leicester Square Underground Station and boarded a train on the Northern Line. It was quite a long journey to East Finchley, and when they got there, they had a ten-minute walk to the flat.